we're appalled like most people by what we're seeing and hearing and but I, I don't think it's going to affect our our business in fact if anything i think you know people will look upon southern spain as a bit of a safe haven So, Sean, we're in early March. How is the market behaving here in Marbella at the moment? Okay, so from our experience, it's been pretty similar to last year, which was our record year. It's been a very successful start to the year. We've actually done the same amount of transactions in January, February, as we did in January, February 2021. The only difference that I've noted is that the average deal value has come down a little bit. I think that's because we're getting fewer people at the very high end coming to us at the moment, uh, whether they've got other things on their on their agenda, I don't know. But also, there's a lack of stock at that top end. So I think there is a, a portion of the demand that at the moment is frustrated at that high end, which means they're either waiting for, for stock to replenish, or they're just biding their time. So I think that's why the why the average deal value has come down a little bit. But certainly in terms of activity, in terms of feet on the ground in terms of visits, in terms of tours, in terms of property inspections, it's pretty consistent with what we experienced last year, which I think backs up what I suggested was going to happen uh, a few months ago, that there would be an element of of pent-up demand post-COVID or towards the end of the COVID cycle that still had to to come here and and buy property. And I think we're seeing that. And I predicted a a fairly healthy first six months of the year in terms of um, property transactions with overseas buyers. And I can't see any reason, well, there are a few reasons, but I, I don't think we're going to see any difference to uh, to what I predicted. So far, pretty much as planned. Yeah, pretty much okay. as planned. We've got clients coming again from all, all parts of the world with one obvious exception. But yeah, a lot of people from the US, from Canada, obviously from Northern Europe, the Brits, you know, the exchange rate has improved considerably over the last 12 months. So UK buyers are now able to exchange pounds into euros at a rate of almost 120, uh, which tends to be a psychological kind of breakthrough point for a lot of our British buyers. Uh, that's when they decide to trade. And um, so that's encouraged them back into the market if they were a little quiet towards the end of last year. So yeah, everything's kind of moving along very nicely. The interesting thing from talking to agents out in the field is the lack of stock. I mean, I was talking to a, an agent who is... Uh, probably the leading agent in one of the very well-known golf resorts here. And he would normally, it has about 400, 500 uh, apartments within the within the golf resort. It's very well regarded, very well known. So normally, uh, in terms of his inventory, he would expect to have 10% of, of the stock available to sell. So between 40 and 50 apartments. And he has two on his books. So it's it's interesting how, how the the supply is, is 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 shrinking. A lot of the good stuff has been snapped up. So buyers are having to just be a little bit patient. But also the flip side to that is when they do see something they like that they feel is fairly priced in the right area for them, they just they have to go for it because it could be another year, two years until something comparable becomes available. And two years feels like a long time. And uh, so if people want to have a holiday home in Spain, they kind of want it now or very in the very near future. So my advice to people is be smart, but also if something if something comes along that looks good to, to go for it because you don't know how long you're going to be waiting. Did you attend yesterday's launch of Knight Frank's The Wealth Report? And the reason I mentioned The Wealth Report is that it's probably the reference report in the sector, particularly in the high end, 
to do with what the wealthy have been doing, how they're behaving in terms of relation to real estate and investments. But also more importantly, what their outlook is for the coming years is very well researched and, and generally pretty spot on. What, what were your takeaways from that? I did. And, and, and you're right. It is one of the reference points that we, we do take notice of. Uh, they were pretty bang on, weren't they, in terms of their predictions last year? And it was interesting what they were what they were saying this uh, this time around, how the, you know, the COVID, uh, the impact that's had, obviously, the, the geopolitical issues at the moment in um, Eastern Europe and interesting that they're predicting kind of more of the same. So the richer are getting richer, but they're also getting younger. Uh, which is interesting in terms of a demographic point of view. Also that a lot of um, people who are looking to invest rather than just a lifestyle choice, but looking to invest are looking for high income bearing assets to offset the effects of inflation. So yeah, it it made a lot of sense. And I was also interested to learn that I think it was over, I can't remember the exact figure, it was between 30 and 40% of people they questioned uh, high net worth and ultra high net worth individuals who were looking to buy a property overseas. And I think by looking to, I think that, you know, with serious intent, it's a lot of people. So yeah, it, it was it was encouraging to see that the, you know, the the wealth, uh, they predicted that the wealth would be obviously shared around, but that a lot of the predominant second home destinations would would feature in that and feature in, in the plans of the wealthy and ultra, ultra wealthy. It'll be interesting to see how their outlook um, will be affected by what's happening. You know, it's the elephant in the room, isn't it? What's happening yeah. at the moment in Ukraine and Russia with with the Russians? And this isn't a political conversation. We're talking about real estate and we're talking about the market. So, what do you think on the ground? What kind of effect would it have here in what's happening? What's your views on that? Look at the numbers, the effects of, I mean, I don't think we're going to have any Russian buyers because I think it's going to be impossible for Russian citizens to move their money about easily unless they have amazing structures, which probably only the the oligarchs and their compatriots have access to. I think it's going to be very difficult for the the ordinary Russian citizen to buy a property anywhere in the world um, outside of Russia because they're just, they just can't move their money or will find it very difficult to do so. But... In terms of the effect it will have on the on the general market here, it's going to be negligible because Russian buyers are a very, very small percentage of the, the buying market, the overseas buying market. I mean, I think in 2021, so last year, I think 10, 10.8, so just under 11% of all property transactions involved uh, foreigners buying. And of that uh, figure, I think two, between 2 and 4% were to Russian buyers. Which is so when you actually boil that down, it's a very, very small number of buyers who are Russian. So I think it's probably going to affect the Russian agents who are predominantly after that market than people like us. We we rarely handle Russian buyers or Russian sellers. They prefer to deal with their own. So it might well impact um, agents who predominantly handle uh, Russian Russian buyers and sellers. So for us, it's not something. I mean, obviously. We're appalled, like most people, by what we're seeing and hearing, and but I, I don't think it's going to affect our, our business. In fact, if anything, I think you know people will look upon southern Spain as a bit of a safe haven in terms of where it's politically based. You know, we, we still get a lot of Polish clients. We've had a couple of Ukrainian clients in the past, although I'm not expecting much activity. They've got other things on their mind, for goodness sake. But we do get considerable interest from Eastern Europe, and obviously, if um, if things get worse before they get better, then we may see a uh, 
I don't know, a, a bit of a flight of, of people and money coming to a safe haven where people can invest and live safely. Roughly 11% of all buyers of property in Spain last year were to foreigners, of which mm. you say between 2 and 4% were to Russians. Do you have any yeah. figures for what the Ukrainian buying percentage was? I think it was around 1%, so even, okay, even so less. Even smaller amounts. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, the, the, the Russian market has, has always, we've never really been exposed to it fully. Because there are cultural differences in the way that we do business, they they, they tend to deal with their with their own, and we so we've just we've just never really been ex, exposed to it. We've dealt with a couple of Russians in the like 10, 12 years ago, something like that, and they were lovely and fine, and transactions were very very uh, comfortable. But it's not a market we we tap into or seek to to tap into. Um, yeah. I know there are Russian agents here, a couple of which have a, a big presence, and I'll be interested to see how their business is affected, not so much by whether they, you know, the, the supply of Russian money is cut off so they don't get any Russian clients, but also whether other nations or nationalities want to do business with them purely because they're Russian. I, I, I don't know. They're all nice people, but I, you know, without getting too political, but I'm going to, I, I think that, um, you know, the, the best way of, uh, of, of stopping what's going on over there is to, is for as much pressure as possible, both from inside Russia, but also outside Russia to be applied. Um, and the more Russian people who stand up for democracy, then I think the more chance we have of, of Putin bringing this to an end. So, you know, I would invite any, any Russian agent here who hasn't raised their head above the parapet and, and expressed a view to do so. I mean, we were very close. Um, I was on a call to our PR company last last week about we were very close to actually just saying that we weren't going to be dealing with any Russian buyers or sellers um, full stop while this was going on. No other agent has bothered to, to make that claim, but I felt that it was the, a little bit of what we could possibly do. Not that anyone would really notice, but at least we're doing our bit, you know, and I would have expected the, the Russian agents here to to be doing something similar, at least to be to be saying something anyway.